Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. And we're just going to have a discussion, right? Um, I think it's yeah. really good. You know, one of the guys who's spoken a lot in my life, he, he told me this and it was like, he said, the secret is in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and we want to help. And maybe you're an adult listening to this and you know some teenagers that are like, they could benefit from it. Maybe you're an adult you're saying, hey, that sounds a lot like me. Look, maybe we're in the same boat, um, but I'm going to share this real quick and then we're going to get into the conversation. Um, if you could share it, that'd be awesome. Um, and I'm actually going to let Buddy start off by just real quick telling about himself, where the wheels fell off, yeah, <laughs> and then how he actually came to know Christ and serve him. Um. So, I mean, I guess, so I, since today, you know, to stay on the topic of what we talked about, um, you know, I didn't really grow up around church like that. Um, my real first experience with church was here at Uproar, was Uproar Youth, was, you know, I, I went to different types of church before, but I didn't really have that connection. And my first real connection was here. And then, you know, I would come faithfully <laughs> for a while and then, you know, I'd fall off and I'd come faithfully for a while. But, you know, like within school, you know, I didn't really, I didn't have, you know, a personal like at home relationship with Jesus. Pretty much, you know, what it hinged on was me coming on Thursdays and, you know, I was, that's what I was striving off. You know, I wasn't reading my Bible at home. I wasn't, you know, praying at home, things like that. So when I'd be in school, I didn't really, you know, I didn't know like what it meant to like, you know, go evangelize and tell people about the gospel or, right, you know, no one ever told you about it at church. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not yeah, Cause you know, we no one ever talked about evangelism at church. You know? So, so like, you know, since I, I, you know, I never, you know, had that real, like true, true, like, you know, one-on-one relationship. I didn't really have the urge to do any of those things. You know, I didn't really understand, you know, like what was the big deal about it? You know, I, I would invite people to Thursdays, but you know, I would only invite them cause like, you know, it was mad fun free food, there's girls that go, you know, come. <laughs> so, you know, I would go. Guys. And really, you know, since I didn't have that one on relationship, once I would hit school and I'd be around, you know, all my friends who weren't saved, you know, girls, I would have, you know, be in relationships and stuff like that. So, you know, I'd re- I was really, you know, would fall off. And it wasn't, it probably, you know, it wasn't really until after school when, and this, I think this is the crazy part is a lot of people say, you know, I'll just wait till after school. And really, you know, what I so try to tell a lot of people, people what I try to tell a lot of people is like, it's even harder after school because you you no longer have the restrictions of, you know, like your day is filled up with being at school. You know, Monday through through Friday, you know, you're at school for majority of the day and then you go home. You know, that eats up majority of your time. But when you're out, out of school, unless, you know, you would go to work and then you come home and then you have, you know, all type, all the free time in the world. You you can drive. You can your friends drive. You can go to any types of parties. You know your parents are usually way more way more lenient. You know about you drinking and smoking and having relationships and things like that. You know people usually end up you know getting in their apartments and stuff like that. There's way more freedoms. So it's you know you're way less obligated now, and way less you know yeah obligated now to to follow Jesus. So that's how I was for you know a few years after I graduated. And then thankfully, you know, um, Pastor Cody and, and Zach, you know, they stalked me at my job Look, at Target. I am a professional <laughs> stalker. You know, I was, just, I was just like, yo, why are they always here? 
because we have wives that are obsessed <laughs> yeah. with Target as well. And, I'm, I, and I did not know that. I was like, because I, I really didn't know, you know, anything about like Target like that. So I was like, yo, like, why are they, why are like they always here? And one day, did it's pulled up on me, and I and I work the cash <laughs> register. So can't it's like I can't. It's, it's not like I can be like, all right, you know, I got X, I got to go, I got to do this. Nope, I was nope. stuck, and I was like, dang. And they were like, yo, just come on a Thursday, whatever. And I'm just like, they were like, what are you doing today? It was a Thursday. I was like, what are you doing today? And I was just like, nothing. It was like, oh, you said come. And I was like, man, like I don't have a ride, and I got to go home. They're like, oh, what time do you get off? And I was like, I think I said like four or something like that. They're like, oh, perfect, we can just you know come pick you up. And I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, stop. you know. And pretty stop. much, pretty much from that Thursday. Stalkers. You know, I got saved. Actually, this month will make it two years. Are you serious? Yeah, this month will make it two Dang. years. So, which is crazy, you know, and this two years has, you know, really flown by. You know, I'm in Bible college, I'm actually, you know, this is actually my last semester before I graduate. Um, you know, I do a lot of stuff within our youth department and things like that. And, and more. And more to come. To come. <laughs> Announcements, so, not right now. Yeah, well, not right now. Up. <laughs> coming up. So, you know, stay tuned. But, yeah, you know, that's pretty much, you know, my story yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So for me, complete opposite. Um, I was like basically born on the on the front row at church. Yeah. What's up, Marsha? <laughs> Heidi, yes. College definitely does bring freedom. Um, way too much freedom. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, and yeah, professional stalking here, Miss Marsha. <laughs> Professionals. Um, but yeah, complete opposite. I can count on like my hands and toes how many times I've missed church <laughs> in my life. Actually, I've missed church more in the last eight weeks than I have my entire life, <laughs> simply because we haven't been able to go. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but when I was like 16, um, my youth pastor like suddenly left, and yo, I was like, before that, I had been bringing a ton of friends. Like, I had a lot of friends come to church with me, um, and I, I was like good, you know, but I wasn't really reading and praying. We did devotions every morning. It was a personal decision. I saw it modeled perfectly at home. Yeah. Um, but when my youth pastor left, I was like, yo, screw that. <laughs> I was mad. I took it personal. Yeah. And um, I was still bringing people. But then, um, like, I had a friend whose mom didn't care what we did. Um, so I just went there every weekend, and it didn't matter what we did. And I completely fell off and yeah. um, set an absolute horrible example of what a Christian should look like to any of my close <laughs> friends that I was bringing to church. Um, and, you know, like, number one, don't let your kids spend the night anywhere. Yeah, yeah, don't let your kids spend the night <laughs> I made that decision. I'm not, I don't care how much I like the kid. My kids are not spending the hot night yeah, anywhere. Yeah, no. Ever. You can come to my house, yeah. and that's it. But the question is, what would I have done differently in high school? Yeah. And uh, I think that's really important. So I'm going to throw it right to Buddy. Yeah. And that's the question. What would you have done differently during high school? So I, I think we, me and, like, you know, some of my friends, like me and Mo, were talking about this the other day. And I was like, I think we just put ourselves, like, I was like, if I could take, like, myself right now, and go like back to like the beginning of high school, what I do. And, you know, besides, you know, like the obvious things of like, you know, really be, you know, so winning heavy and really invite people and stuff like that. I, I told myself what I would really try to do. And I think this is really important for a lot of Christians is we should really try to, um, you know, be huge influences in our school. 
you know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to stay away from all the different types of activities and things like that. You know, we don't have to try to be, you know, just the, the you know, the little Christian club in the corner. Right. We don't have to do that. You know, we can be, you know, the class presidents. We can be, you know, the captains of the sports team. We can be, you know, the, the top of our class and in, in, in any type of thing. And, and I, and I love this verse just for leadership in Judges 5.2. It says, when leaders lead in Israel... When the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. And when we as leaders, when we start to lead, and you know, people are going to, to willingly follow. And imagine, you know, how much more influence we could have and you know, in or you guys could have in your schools sure. if we could, you know, find these opportunities. And not everyone is, you know, not everyone's gonna be a class president. Not everyone is gonna be, you know, the most popular, quote unquote popular person, yeah. which, you know, just to give you a heads up, those people that you see in school who are like, you know, the popular kids, none of that matters in like the no. outside world. No. Popularity is really only a social status within school and then once no, you're outside of school. because then the popular kids end up being the ones that nobody yeah. knew, but they like grinded in high school, grinded yeah. in college, yeah. and now they got everything that everybody else Yeah, wanted. no joke, no <laughs> joke. All, all the people I know in school, like the, the people who are like, you know, really behind the scenes and just, you know, kept to themselves, they're like one, you know, some of the most successful, well-known people I know. Right. And what's, and this is sad to say is that a lot of the super popular kids that I know are like Dude, drug addicts. Sad. They it's have really like sad. dropped out of college and stuff like that. And it's upsetting, but it kind of shows the, what's so wrong with a lot of people is that, you know, th they think they need that, um, approval from people, which is, you know, you don't, you right. really don't. Well, that actually leads us into like the point I wanted to make is so like, you're saying like you would have stepped up to be more of a leader, mm. um, whether it be like starting a school group yeah. and yo, if you don't know how to do that, but you want to, we can hook you up with some places. Yes. Um, O V S M dot com. Yeah. O V S M dot com. Yeah. Some Jesus clubs. We're going to get Jesus clubs rolling, mm. um, in our local high schools yeah. this year. And I'm excited about it. But I would agree, like, I definitely, like, on some levels would be a leader, but other levels, completely not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I would definitely led my friends to do some stupid things, <laughs> yeah. and I led some of my friends to church, Yeah. but I didn't, like, actually lead them to Jesus, mm -hmm. um, and that was my mistake, and I didn't lead them to Jesus because of what you were just talking about, it was, like, the approval of man. Mm -hmm. um, I brought them to church because that's where I had to be. Yeah. Um, it was crazy because, like, my youth pastor, like, they liked my youth pastor. They had fun. Yeah. But because of how I was living on the backside, they didn't take my God seriously because yeah. I didn't take him exactly. seriously. Um, and that sucks because I think it's like 80% of people that come to Jesus do so before the age of 18, mm -hmm. which means 80% of people don't come to Jesus after 18, which yeah. is awful. It is awful. Um, what's up, Sean? I miss you, bro. I hope you're doing good. Um, but Galatians 1.10 is like, for am I seeking... The approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? Mm -hmm. If I was still trying to please man, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. Yeah. Is what Paul said. So really, the the issue is this. is like, in high school, I really like was all about pleasing man and, and mm -hmm. doing what I thought would be cool and acceptable and fun to them. Yeah. But that's what eventually brought like death and pain and harm to their lives mm -hmm. as well. So I was more scared of getting rejected yeah. than I, uh, and, and they didn't even really reject anything that I was giving them back then. Yeah. Um, especially like ninth, 10th grade, like everybody was pretty much open to come yeah. to church with me. Um, but I was definitely like more concerned about like, 
I did not talk about church and Jesus to any of those people. And I wasn't like the most popular kid in the school at all. Like yeah. I had some friends that were popular, but I, I for sure was not like in that click of yeah. super popular exactly. kids. I had yeah. some friends in that click, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I definitely, uh, that, that drove the fact that I, I was living on some level to please man. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like if I were to go back to high school, that wouldn't be the question at all because now I see in retrospect mm-hmm. what the what their the lives look like of people that I was trying to please. Exactly, and it's really heartbreaking because like man, some of those people aren't here anymore. Yeah, that's and actually very true. It's only it's been ten years. That's it. Like I'm not that old. Yeah. If I shave the beard, people would think <laughs> yeah. that I'm graduating this year. But. Man, like some of those people aren't even here. Yeah. And it breaks my heart that like, man, I, one one friend that I used to like party with and stuff, like he passed away or like late last year Dang. Um, of like a tragic overdose. Yeah. And I never like, I lived for his approval, but I never showed him what God's approval mm-hmm. looked like in that context. And I like, we grew up from where we were little, like we we're on the same little league team. Yeah. Um, so the people like I tried to please... Now they're like, they're searching for the truth that I was mm-hmm. able to find. Yeah, that yeah, that's actually, and this is that's actually something that I wish I would realize in school, because you know, what I'm thinking is that like, okay, well, if I if I just act, you know, how quote unquote, you know, normal buddy is, and I get and I'll get the, the approval from my friends and the people that I want around me, then that'll be better for everyone else and everyone's life will be better. But in reality is that what I'm coming to realize is that a lot of these people needed to hear, you know, that message. A lot of these people needed, you know, that invite to church. A lot of these people needed, you know, me to to share the gospel with them because, you know, a lot of, and it's kind of crazy how normalized it is, like, you know, depression and anxiety and like suicide and stuff like that is so normalized today that people just look over it. You know, people will say it like, like, you know, people will say, and this is like, oh, whatever. But, you know, a lot of people needed that. And like you said, you know, it's upsetting is that, you know, a lot of people from some people that are from score are no longer here today. You know, you know, I know a few people that have passed away from, you know, drug overdoses or shootings or whatever it may be. And it's and it's so sad. And it kind of thinks is like, you know, what if I would have just told them or what if I would have just told them? Well, Even like that, like. Like, I, I think we don't realize that, like, when we're not in Jesus, we're in bondage. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's no middle ground, right? Like, yeah. I wish I would have realized that more, that if somebody's not in Jesus, they're in bondage. Yeah. And in Exodus, I've been reading Exodus, and, like, what you guys, like, how I've been reading my Bible lately. Hmm. I'll, guys, I've, like, I've loved reading my Bible this way. I'm going super slow, and I'm just, I'm tearing apart notes, hmm. like, I just got to the middle of Exodus 2, and I've been reading Exodus for, like, three days. But it's crazy because, like, the the new king that didn't know Joseph and his family or, or the God that brought them there put taskmasters over them. And I was thinking yeah. about, like, man, like, because they were no longer in Jesus, but they were in slavery to the world, there were taskmasters set over them, and those taskmasters are, like... They literally would whip them, beat them, mm-hmm. make them build, make them like go through the motions that they wanted. Yeah. And like even now we have taskmasters, right? Like we have a, a taskmaster of culture, and I wish people mm-hmm. could be free of, from culture. Yeah. Like that's very <laughs> that's true. That's probably like one of the biggest ones. Like, well, why do you waste your money on that? Mm-hmm. Why do you talk like that? Yeah. Why do you take those actions? It all points back to culture. Yep. Um, or even true. like 
Suicide, depression, loneliness. Those are taskmasters. Yeah. Anger. It's a taskmaster. ADHD. Yeah. It's a taskmaster. Yeah. And re the realization of if you're not in Jesus, you're in bondage. Mm -hmm. If you're like, well, no, they're not. Like, I, oh, they you are. can be in bondage, but not know you're in bondage. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. Very true. Because if you've never had freedom, you don't know what you're bound to. That's very true. And I think, like, it, it's like never tasting the greatest steak in the world. Like, you never know that yeah. there was something better right, out better. there until exactly. you finally get it. Exactly. And it's almost helping people realize, like, there's more out there than what the world mm -hmm. shows you. Exactly. That's the key, is like, it people don't know that there's better like like it I, I saw this tiktok and it was like had like two million views on it it was this mm -hmm. kid and he's like what if i told you that the building you were in right now is in fire on fire and you look back and said i don't believe in fire does it change the fact that there's a fire mm -hmm. no there's still a fire you yeah. don't have to believe in fire yeah to believe that the building's out to know that the it, like the building's still on fire yeah, it's still you know? on fire like, regardless of what you believe yeah like there's still bondage whether you believe it yeah. or not and the reality on the flip side is there's freedom. Yeah. And I, and I think what's what's kind of wild about that is that sometimes people will realize that they're in bondage, but they found so much um, identity within it, yeah. they don't want to get rid of it because they're like, dang, That's the once I'm That's free, the once I'm free, it's like, okay, wh what's next? yeah And yeah. That, that, I, that's actually that, yeah. this is the question and uh yo we can't steal it it was so good manny arango yeah. asked the question in our leadership at upper conference last year which we're having conference and we're about to make some crazy announcements next monday stay tuned um stay tuned to instagram and email lists and all that like i promise like i'm just telling you there's only gonna be limited amount of seats and if you don't <laughs> register beforehand you're not getting it so you can go to the upper dot org right now and register so you exclusive, know you're getting a exclusive. seat. It's exclusive. We got exclusive, that exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. But Manny asked the question, he's like, do you want to be healed? Mm -hmm. and that, but that's the same question that Jesus asked the man at the pool of mm -hmm. Bethesda. Do you want to be healed? Because a lot of people like the idea of healing, but mm -hmm. they don't really they don't, want to yeah, be healed. They don't really want it. They get attention. They have yeah. identity. They have all these things around their issues yeah. instead of finding freedom. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've seen, not just with teenagers, but even adults, mm -hmm. is like, they don't know what is next, therefore they're okay with what they're in now. Yeah, because at least they know what's what it is, and they're and you know it's kind of a, sort of a, I guess comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, but like even like comfort zones are one of the scariest, scariest things because be. when you become comfortable, you become so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You you forget. Like I, when I think of comfort, I think of forgetting purpose. Yeah. Right. Like anybody that gets too comfortable, they're not working anymore towards something. We should yeah. be working towards something. It's very it's true. Whatever Jesus has, has purpose for us. So I would have done that in high school. I would have, I, I wish I would have realized that although the people I loved and spent a lot of time with might mm -hmm. not have been like drug addicts and all these crazy things, mm -hmm. that they were still in a level of bondage without Jesus. Yeah, I fully agree. And there's no, like, you can't, it is what it is. Yeah. According to the scriptures, if we're not in Christ, we're in sin. Yeah. Um, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe that or not, it is what it is. Yeah. And you can't argue that that is That's the truth. exactly what it is. Um, so definitely with that, um, I definitely would say that I was like ashamed of the gospel in high school for sure. Mm -hmm. um, like I went to church and I brought my close friends to church and people knew I was like a church kid. Yeah. But I, you didn't catch me ever like, no, Jesus loves you and he cares about you and he died for you. I never mm -hmm. did that yeah. Not that I can remember even like once in uh, in, in high school. Yeah. And it's sad because I look at all these kids now and I'm like, man, I've tried to tell some of them. And people like, I, don't, I, I guess like 
I have, I still talk to people mm -hmm. and people are like, yo, so-and-so was at the bar saying that you, you and your brother are crazy for this church thing yeah. and all this made up bull crap. And it's like, well, it's crazy because they're at the bar seeking for the next person mm -hmm. and the next drink, the next high, the next moment, yep. but I'm good. Like, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's more sad to me that they're, they're more opposed to the message because I was ashamed in high school. Exactly. Um, and now that I'm not scared about it, it, it it's more of an opposition because they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about all those formative moments that people had in high school, like friends, parents getting divorces and, yeah. uh, man, like people deciding like, Hey, I'm going to start living this lifestyle to, to please others. And yeah. if I would have been bold back then, what is the impact that could have happened? Exactly. That's, that's actually, you know, so true because I, I can remember like times where, you know, I would, I would go. And you know I'd be good, and everyone would know I'd go, and they'd be like, "Oh well, but he's you on know, his church boy. you're just a church, yeah, you're on your your church boy now. You're different." And that that was always like you know scared to me because I was like, you know, how am I different? How am I different? I remember one time, this is actually kind of funny. I we're in study hall, and I was like sitting there like open, like I was like openly reading my Bible, and I was sitting there, and like my friends were talking, whatever. And I had um, a female friend. I think she said like something like mad sexual to me. And I looked to her and I got tight. I said, don't talk. <laughs> I said, don't talk to me like that. She said, what? I was just playing around. I said, would you talk to a pastor like that? And then <laughs> I was like, don't talk to me like that. And then she was like, oh, you just acting mad different now, blah, blah, blah. And I was so mad. And I was like, nah, I'm not acting different. I'm not acting different. And then after the book, I was like, man, like. Am I acting different? Blah blah blah. Because like everyone around you, this is like you know you're acting different. You know this is not like you. You know and even you know to a culture thing, to even to a culture thing. Because like just me growing up, you know being an African American male, it's like you know all I heard was like white church, black church, and it's like oh you go to a white church and oh or even you know oh like you know Christianity is a, you know white man's religion and you're brainwashed and which stuff like that. That is the most annoying. Which is thing the dumbest like, thing in the world. Tell me how the largest church in the world right now is in Nigeria. And and people because people are the only people that say that don't have never read the Bible. If you just read the Bible, you clearly know it. It's not it's not a, any any culture or race religion. They never read the Bible and they have no worldview at all. Like none. Seoul, yeah. South Korea, people, a people are just people going to church in clothes and don't know anything. But <laughs> That's you know, wild to so me. with that stuff, it's like you know. Dang, you know, so I'm constantly battling up, you know, with the culture and trying to fit in, and then so I'm thinking, so I shy away from it a little bit. But I, well, I know one thing I never shied away from was like if anyone ever said God wasn't real, I would <laughs> fight it tooth, tooth and nail. I, I <laughs> wouldn't go to church, wouldn't be saved, wouldn't read my Bible. But if you said God wasn't real, I was ready to, ready to argue for hours. But yeah, and and really is coming, really realizing like you know it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say. And this is why, you know, and even, you know, I, I always bring him up, but this is because my, it's my brother. But with Cole, this is why, like, you know, I, I applaud him so much. I admire him so much because his, his senior year, you know, when he got his stuff together, and I remember he would come home from, from school, and he'd be like, bro, today was just so brutal. Like, you know, the kids, they just, you know, constantly yep. just talked about me and all this type of stuff. But I think what, what I believe is what's always so awesome, like, about his heart was he was never upset about how they treated him. He was upset because he was like, bro, I know they're damaged and I know they're hurt. That's why they act like that. And if we can all just switch and get our, our mindset, like, you know, I know the reason why they're act like, acting like that is because, you know, they're hurt people. 
we can do so many things. And that, you know, that stuck with me forever. You know, imagine if so I had that mindset in school is that, you know, them saying these type of things is, you know, it's not necessarily because they're just, just trying to be mean, but, you know, they're hurt and there's a reason behind it. And they, that's why they need you to act the way you're acting. They need you to, you know, to spread the gospel and, you know, and be that church boy, be that Jesus boy or whatever, you know? Right. Well, I think a lot of people too, like, they think that they're going to miss out on something mm -hmm. in high school. FOMO. Right. It's, it's a fear of missing, missing out. out. Like, I'm going to miss out on the party. I'm going to miss out yep. on this. But, like, what I even realized Man. about that, bro, how many people, like, okay, you miss out on <laughs> the boy or the girl, but then people start talking yeah. so much crap about you. You don't miss. It's like, like, what would you rather be called, a church boy or, or a hub? Listen, like, be real. Boy, all the way. Like, all the way. Oh, you're just some church girl. As opposed to, like, you, do you remember what she did that one night yeah. at that party? Like, bro, say all, say whatever you want bad about church as opposed to, like, some something stupid that I did because I but, was trying to not, quote, miss but out. But now what's crazy about that is nowadays is that, like, those type of words are, like, cool. You, It's cool to, you know, be a hoe or it's cool to sleep you around or drink that. around or something like that. Broadcast I'm sorry. Party. I apologize. Gosh. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's, it's cool. What are we going to do it's with you? Cool. <laughs> I apologize for whoever's watching, but you know it's cool to to do those, which is upsetting because <laughs> people are trying to you know create and find an identity out of that, which is you know which is awful. And you know back to like you know the fear of missing out thing is like when I look back on like all the parties I went to and stuff like that, nothing got nothing out of it. What you said. Tons of money that I wish I had right now on buying alcohol or throwing money for gas or, you know, just spending a whole bunch of money because you're drunk and high like crazy. And all of it was a waste. There, I, nothing added any type of value to my life after that. And I tell people that all the time. I say, listen, you might think like you're missing out on these parties and this lifestyle, but you're going to look back in a year and it, you're not even going to remember it. And it's not going to add yeah. no type of value. I'll tell you what you miss out on. You'll miss out on disappointment. You'll mm -hmm. miss out on pain. You'll miss out on, on anger. You'll miss out on people leaving your life. You miss out on a lot of things yeah. um, that are negative. Yeah. And you remain protective from a lot of foolish things. And yeah. that's really the key is like, it, it, what do you think you're missing out on? Really what you're missing out on is is damnation and pain and, and destruction and yeah i wish in high school i would have realized that that i wasn't really missing out on something i was actually being protected from something exactly um what i was missing out on was everything negative that that the lord was trying to keep out of my life exactly but i decided since i i didn't have what the other people supposedly had a story about Friday or Saturday night, exactly. then I had missed out. And that's not the truth. Exactly. The reality is they were trying to find what I had sitting in my dang living room the yeah. whole time. <laughs> and I was too stupid to notice it. Exactly. Um, so there's that. But I think really like a lot of this comes from not having that like genuine relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus. Yep. Um, and like it's two different sides of the coin. Like you didn't have it because... It just wasn't there. And, like, mm -hmm. you had great encounters with Jesus. Yeah. Like, oh, there was one spring retreat. Like, I remember, like, <laughs> end of the weekend. Were you good, be, like, being good at that point? Or what was, like, um, I don't remember. I think you had just come wait, back. which one? Which one? Or you were crying outside. Oh, that one? I think I, I, think I was good. But, I, but the issue was, like, I was, like, battling with it. Because I was, like, I think that was, like, the best I was doing. But I was, like, no, I don't, I'm, like, 
not wor- like I felt like the not worthy enough to be in like this position. Gotcha, gotcha. So like he had great encounters with Jesus, but no like consistent relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. I just saw it as religion from yep. the other side of like, well, we have to do our devotions and I have to go to church and I have to do this and I hate my youth pastor for leaving me kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, but to realize like it, what I would have done differently in high school is I would have actually like loved the Lord. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and that would have changed everything. Everything. If I loved the Lord, I would have been built in my word. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew 7, I think it's 24, I, I bookmarked it. Um, I, I love this. Yeah, 24. If anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, though the rain comes, torrents, and the flood, floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on my bedrock. Yep. Um, and I would actually built my life on Jesus mm-hmm. and not just emotions and feelings and scared of like what other people would say. Exactly. It would have been completely different. And then, like, imagine my friends that I did bring to church. Imagine they would have actually maybe been influenced to truly follow Jesus. Exactly. Um, imagine what that outcome could have been mm-hmm. like. Imagine, um, man, if I would have started a school group. I should have mm-hmm. started a school group. Like, I think a lot of people's problem, too, though, like I'm just thinking out loud, is they think, like, what the worst could happen is. Yeah. They're, right? They're like, well what negative could come of this instead exactly. of like thinking of like, well, what, Yo, could, well, what positive exactly. could come of this? Like, well, I'm scared to tell my friends about Jesus. What if they don't like me no more? Mm-hmm. Well, what if they all fall in love? With yeah. Me? What if they like, you have like the greatest group in the in, group in yeah. the world. What and if it just your whole your high school, school gets saved? Cause like we don't ask the, the right questions. Exactly. Sometimes we ask like the scared questions yeah. and we don't ask like the right questions. Yeah, it's true. And I, and that's actually, I, and it really goes along with like, it's weird how people just there a lot of most people just have a the first thing is okay what could go wrong yeah. but it's like it's really switching and, and honestly this is and this is even what's happened with me since you know since I've been saved and really having that relation with Jesus makes you flip your perspective on everything and makes you think okay what can go good what can be an, an um, amazing outcome out of this? And that's yeah. really what, where we should reside. And you know what, though? Like, even with that, I, that makes me think of Cole, kind of. So, like, okay, Cole, like, he's not on here, but we'll represent him well. Yeah. <laughs> Acted a fool all of high school up until summer of senior year. Gets wrecked at Upper Conference. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not signed up for Upper Conference yet, there's only going to be 800 tickets Actually, 700 tickets because we're saving a bunch for our kids. Yeah. And then there's already over 100 claimed. So if you're not signed up yet, man, you're going to miss out. Yeah. But that's your, that's your fault. Get to it. Well, there's only going to be 800 people. Get to it. Um, so get to it, theupper.org. <laughs> but Cole, like, summer, senior year, gets wrecked at conference, get, gets crazy about mm-hmm. Jesus, doesn't play basketball, breaks up with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and, like, goes on a, like, Madman sharing the gospel with anybody who has breath in their yeah. lungs to her, and it was it was amazing, like absolutely amazing. But he starts this like school group, and like you think you look at him like, man, everything is gonna take off. These kids are gonna know Jesus. The school's gonna have revival, and like you're psyched about it. And like he had what like maybe ten kids that were coming. Yeah. Um, and it ended up like the end of the year, like only about ten kids were coming. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that was 10 kids that might not have known Jesus. Yeah. That was hundreds of other kids that might not have known Jesus. Yeah. And if at the end of the year, you if, if you looked at Cole to start with and be like, hey, you're only going to have 10 kids ever, is it still worth it? It would have been worth every yeah, single moment, right? And I think what's even awesome is that um, 
two of the girls who they only came a few times to that group. Now her and, and all their family come come here now. Kalia. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. But like you just never know the, the impact and I think a lot of people like they don't ask like what what what's the good that could come of it? Mm-hmm. And they think that it's minimal. Like, it doesn't matter if only one person Even comes. One. It's an eternity that was changed. Exactly. And if the whole school gets saved, oh, my gosh, look out. Like, it, it's going to be just exactly. it, it, absolutely insane. And that's what we're believing for. Yeah. Um, and I just think we ask the wrong questions. We yeah. ask questions based in fear instead of based, uh, questions based in, like, well, what if just one gets saved? Okay, yeah. then it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. What if everyone turns their back on me? then they might not have ever been for you. Exactly. You know? Or even like, just keep asking questions like that. Like, okay, what if no one serves Jesus this year because of it? Well, what if they serve Jesus in 10 years because mm-hmm. of it? Exactly. Someone said this to me one time. Um, it was genius. He said, being um, like a minister of the gospel, and if you're saved, you're a minister of the gospel, yeah. is one of the hardest things. He's like, think about it. Being a plumber is way easier. Because at the end of the day, you can look back and see the plumbing that you had installed and see if it was good or bad, mm-hmm. or you can walk away. It's like being a carpenter, it's it's not easy work, but it's easy because yeah. you can see the wall you built at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. It's like being a pastor is difficult because you might not see the soul save for three decades. Yeah. And you might not know the impact <laughs> until heaven. It's so, yeah, that's so true. And that's why, like, that even sticks with me because it's so funny. Is that, you know, I think about it like with like me, Cole, Mo, Mason, like all of us, like can't stand you, guys. you, you, you and, and Mindy and everybody been chasing us since we're 14. And, you know, now Bro, we're, we're Mo. <laughs> like Mo just became, became our intern in, in youth. <laughs> this man, I remember in seventh grade, looked. he's like, I really feel called to be a pastor. <laughs> then all of high school, he's acting a fool. Yeah. All yeah. of high school. Acting a fool, and then like graduates high school right after conference, exactly. he's looking at me. He's like, "Do you sign up for Corning Community College yet?" <laughs> no. Why not, dude? Classes start in like two weeks. He's like, "Cause I just signed up for Bible College." Like, <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have done this a year ago. It had to. You had to wait. Yo. So like, like, you never yeah. know. Yeah. You just don't know. I never know. Never what would know. have I done in high school? I would have taken the risk, man. Exactly. I would have jumped all in. I wouldn't have been quiet. I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. silent. I wouldn't have sat back. I would have just went all in and gone buck wild yeah. for Jesus, knowing that 80% of people who come to Christ do so by the age of 18. Yeah. And a lot of people that junior, senior year make some damning decisions that really hurt, hurt them. Yeah. Like hurt, 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 So hurt. true. Um, and I would have done it differently in high school. I wouldn't have lived for the approval of man yeah. at all, um, knowing what I know now. And trying to help influence you, I would say, look, if they're not in Jesus, they're in bondage. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like, you almost think about, has anybody seen uh, Scared Straight, Beyond Scared Straight? Yo, that show is the funniest show in the world. It's crazy it's though. It's the funniest show in the world. Because like, the kids are real bold. Yeah. Because they know the prisoners can't do anything to mm-hmm. them from behind bars. Yeah. I would have been like those kids. I would have been like so bold about the gospel because knowing those people are in bondage, they didn't actually scare me. Yeah, that's true. That that's good. That's so true. But how many of them are like, no, like you never see a kid and they're like, no, I'm not gonna say nothing because yeah. they're they're behind those bars and they, they they couldn't get me. Yeah, they're like, 
saying the crazy yeah. stuff. Like, you got some, like, 13-year-old, 4'8 little kid with a bowl cut talking junk to some dude who's, like, 260 all muscle with thrown by his ankle. But he, he was he was bold enough to say it because he knew he was in bondage yeah. and, and there couldn't be any negative repercussions on him. Like, yeah. realize, man, like, they're in bondage and they need freedom. Don't mm-hmm. talk crap. But they yeah, need don't talk, Yeah, don't talk crap. Don't be scared of people that are in bondage. Take yeah. the risk. What do you have to lose, man? Like, start the school group. Yeah. Lay hands on the sick. Talk about Jesus boldly and openly. Don't, don't live a double life. Like, yeah. go all in for Jesus. You'll be shocked at... And some people will be mean. Some people will be dumb, but who cares? Yeah. You know, like, they would have been mean and dumb anyways. Yeah. They would have gossiped about you anyways. Exactly. They got a negative connotation and attitude about life. They would have done it anyways. anyways. Who cares? Anyways. Who cares? And you know what? If they gossip about you, I, I said this like six months ago in youth group, unplanned, and I love it. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Let them gossip about you because what they they unknowingly are doing is actually sharing the, the gospel, gospel because they're gossiping. Exactly. Think about it. They're like, can you believe, buddy, that church boy, he told that girl to stop talking like sexual dirty <laughs> to him, right? He said that he doesn't need that kind of stuff because Jesus, his love is greater than anything like that. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Takes him off guard, right? It does. Can you believe so-and-so? Can you believe... VNA stopped going to parties because she says she's got a joy that that like is far greater than any drink than any party. Thanks. And like, what the heck? Who does she think she is? And they're like, "Well, I'm really not fulfilled going to parties yeah. either." So it's um, so yeah. Let me go talk to them yeah. about what they found. Yeah, they're because like, literally they know people are like, "Oh, yeah, they're dumb," but they're like, "Like, dang!" Like, so now now they know the person who to go to. Like, I can't tell you how many times. Just some like the most random people that I, either I haven't talked to since like high school or right. weren't even close as hey hi bye or whatever and just like hey like can you pray for me or can you pray for me or can you tell me about like you know Jesus or whatever and, and I think and that that's why it's it's so awesome and it's so important to just do what you got to do and do what you're supposed to do and just go yep. all in because for face value you might not see it you might go months months, 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 months of just constantly doing it and might not see nothing at all. That's true. But it just takes that one person to come to you and be like, hey, like, can you just tell me about Jesus? And you'll look back and you're, you'll say it was worth it. I'll do it all again. Even if it will, if, if I will do it all again, if it meant just this one person coming to know Jesus. 100%. 100%. So what we would have done differently in high school, we would have actually loved the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um. We would have been bold about the gospel, yeah, and we would have not lived to please man, yeah, and yeah, we probably would have started school groups. Start a too. school group. Start a school. That's where you can start. Start a school group. Yeah, start a school group. Well, no one listens to me. Doesn't matter. Start a school group. Yeah, you gotta have an outlet. Even right? if it's just one person. Stop thinking that everybody's gotta come to you. Go to them. Even Bring if the it's just one person. Bring the gospel to them. We'll give you whatever you need. Sign up. National Day of Youth Evangelism. Mm-hmm. NDYE dot org. Come to the uproar. Yeah, a conference. It's. I'm telling you, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, like, literally, this year's gonna be insane. It's gonna be wild. I'm excited. I can't wait. This might be. It will be the greatest year we've ever. Yeah, had. we always go up. It. There's only one way to go. And only that's up. up. It's. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be wild. Even the merch is gonna be better. Woo I'm excited about. I'm if excited you about if you miss it, listen. Yo, last year's merch sold out in like the first yeah. night. People were so mad. I'm so glad. Because at first I wasn't. I was like, maybe I'll just wait 
I'll just wait to grab some stuff. And I was like, no, nah, let me, just in case, let me just grab it now. And I, I think it was like like the next day or something like Go. that. Like, only thing, there was probably only like a few sets of shirts left. And I was like, I'm so glad I grabbed what I had to grab. Yeah, and it was wild. It was wild. But look, we're believing this year for conference to be amazing. And look, if you want a partner to help us get the gospel out to this generation, yep. um, you can go to the uproar.org and click on give, or if you just go to histabernacle.com and click on the give button, you can give right there and yep. partner with conference. Um, just make sure if you do on his tabernacle, you scroll and pick uproar conference. Uproar conference. Um, but it's going to be out of this world this year. Yeah. Also, like we don't just do conference. Um, we do one night events. Yep. <laughs> Those kind of got beat up this yeah, year. Yeah, those got, you know. <laughs> I just had someone call me and ask if they could do one in September. Mm. Um, so we're going to, like, if, if it works, we're going to be prayerfully down in West Virginia in September to start a school school year off for somebody. Yeah, that would be good. With uproar. Um, also, the National Day of Youth Evangelism. Last year, we had 13 states represented. All on one day, students went into their schools, mm. and they shared the gospel. We're believing in the next few years, every single state yeah. will be represented. And we'll see hundreds of thousands, if not millions, millions. of students come to Jesus in one day. single day so um, by equipping them with the gospel. So if you want to partner with us in getting that out, just let mm -hmm. us, uh, just theupper.org or histabernacle.com. And uh, for any of that information, theupper.org mm -hmm. or ndye.org, National Day of Youth Evangelism. Yeah. But look, we love you guys, and I hope you have a phenomenal day. And uh, hey, maybe we'll get on here a little bit more on live. Uh, but again, we're on a Zoom call like Monday to Friday, and I <laughs> yeah, love these guys. Monday They've been Friday. so consistent. So, hey, Kenzie, Cam, special shout out. We love y'all, and uh, we'll see you on here tomorrow. Yeah. And we love some feedback too. Like, hey, real quick before we hop off, comment what you would have done different in high school. I want to know what you would have done different in high school. What would you have done differently in high school? D, Deidre, what would you have done different? VNA, what would you have done different? Anybody else who's on here, what would you have done differently in high school? And maybe there's some high schoolers watching that um, they can grow from this. Um, Jessica said, I would have loved someone telling me about a relationship with Jesus in high school. Dang, so no one told her about Jesus mm. in high school. You got to imagine how many people are, never heard. Are, have never heard the gospel. Actually, I saw a statistic and it said 30% of people have never heard the gospel. Um, That's wild. Which means if, so like Horseheads is a high school of about twelve to 1,300 students. So let's just say 1,200 for easy math. Mm -hmm. It means 400 people at Horseheads High School right in our backyard have not heard about Jesus. Yeah. Amaya High School, I think it's about the same because it's 10th through 12th. Mm -hmm. About 400 people in that high school have not heard about Jesus. It's wild. Let me tell That's you what, I people. want every student in every county, in every state, yep. in every nation to hear about Jesus. Exactly. How, man... And it's because of you. So tell us, what would you have done in high school? What would you have done? I want to know. I'm curious. I know we're, we didn't say everything. We're not that smart. Yeah. What would you have done? It'll help a teenager, I swear. Waiting for it. Bonnie, thank you. Heidi, thank you. You guys are phenomenal. Still waiting on y'all. Or maybe you're a high schooler watching. You're saying, hey, I will do this different in high school. What is it that you're planning to do differently in high school? Charlene Matt. Wow, nobody told VNA about Jesus in high school. You know what's cool about that too? 
Like VNA's an ace administrator. She basically makes conference happen. Thanks. Um, like now, because someone told her about Jesus, she's making sure others Other hear about Jesus hear about because Jesus. National Day Youth Evangelism, yeah. Upper Conference, she's a huge part of those things. Yeah. You guys don't see her face all the time yet. Behind the scenes. Yet. Yet, no. But there's it. That's it right there. Guys, no one told her about Jesus. Yeah. Heidi said, I loved high school, uh, read the Bible every morning, but college away from home was difficult. Uh, she'd set strong... Uh, Set strong ground rules uh, for after high school. Um, that part was rough. Emily Holly, I want to possibly start a school group um, or just simply tell more people. Okay, yeah, Emily, we're all in on helping you do that. You, Hannah, Lauren, um, Trey, so, uh, we love our, Kenzie Minor, we love our group of aforesaid students. Thanks. Y'all are phenomenal. Great. Um, Bonnie said, I was blessed to have an active youth group. Yes, yo, awesome. it does make a difference. It makes a huge It really difference. does. A huge difference. It's funny, too. <laughs> we, One girl, um, she's forever. She's been a little punk about coming to youth groups. She's like, I hate youth group. She just, I just saw her today. Her mom stopped at the church um, to drop something off, and she was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's like, I miss church so <laughs> much. I miss youth group. Yeah, people would be putting on the front. <laughs> Like, I know you missed us. We we know you secretly loved us. <laughs> Come on, somebody else. What what will you do or what would you have done differently in high school? Yeah, Bonnie, seriously, what a good point. Yeah, an active youth ministry. Super Like, important. even an active youth ministry chasing people. Like, imagine mm -hmm. Buddy not having a youth group chase him. Yeah, if I didn't, yeah. If no one, if no one like, actively, like, chased me and, you know, sent me messages that I was able to leave on the scene. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. That's, that's why it's like, it's so important to, you know, even when the people are like, you know, denying you hard, hard, and you're like, there, you might run into the person that's just like, you know, they're the last person that, that would get saved. The key is just staying, remaining consistent. If right. no one can remain consistent. Bro, people probably thought that about Cole, yeah. you, Mo, Mason, mm -hmm. like, oh, they'll never get never, right exactly. with you. They'll never get right with God. Exactly. Like, it surprised by it. Surprise. Surprised by the gospel, baby. Surprise. All right, look, we love you guys. If you want information about these uh, Zoom calls, let us know. Comment in here. If you're a teenager, we will send you how to join. But tomorrow, I'm excited about tomorrow. It should be really powerful yep. night. Uh, well, day, whatever hey. it is. Um, <laughs> youth group on Thursday. Look, we're trying to stay connected. I know it's hard right now with Zoom calls and everything. Because, yeah. look, let's just be real. School is on Zoom, and it made everything stupid. stupid. So, Thursday night should be powerful. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to talk about the devil's game plan. Mm. I'm going to talk about the devil's game plan for your life so you can be prepared to overcome it every single time. Yeah. And uh, we love you. Have a phenomenal day. And hopefully we can see you soon. Yeah. In face. Enjoy face your day. Face. Enjoy your day. Face to face. Enjoy it. Have fun. Bye. Bye. See ya. We're not going to know when it's over. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we'll just sit here for a minute. We'll patiently wait, just in case we're still on. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll just scroll through our, <laughs> our stuff. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. 
We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.